it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, a lifelong techie who is here to help you realize your online expansion goals. I want you to be creating amazing, powerful, impactful online programs. And the best way for you to get started is just to listen to the podcast, get inspired by the guests, gain insight from the solo episodes, and definitely join the Expand Online community on Facebook. That's linked up in the show notes. And then we're going to be rocking and rolling. I promise you that. This podcast is for artists and musicians who teach and want to teach online. That is specifically who I am gearing this content for. And I want you to know, even if you are completely tech adverse, you can do it. Just listen to today's interview with Kima Smith and see that it doesn't take mastery and wizardry to get started. So enjoy this conversation and I cannot wait to see you inside the Expand Online community. Kimma, welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I know that this is going to be such a relevant and timely conversation for the listeners because everyone's kind of sitting here saying, what now? How do I really go online? So before we get into all the nitty gritty and all the things that you've accomplished, let's give a little bit of a behind the scenes who you are and what you do. Okay, well, thank you for having me first. Um, I am, um, my name is Kimma Smith, and I'm an artist and an online teacher. I teach watercolor classes, um, and I've just, I've always been a teacher. I taught my kids. I homeschooled them, and now they're grown and married and out of the nest, and my teacher, the teacher inside of me just kept wanting to come out, so um, yeah, so I, I teach through watercolor. Very nice. That is awesome. And did you know that you wanted to teach online or did you kind of stumble into it? Was it like you wanted to do something and like, how did that all come about? Uh, let's see. I think I've always, I follow a lot of artists and I take a ton of online classes and I've seen artists like go from just starting out to mm -hmm. like expanding their online presence and their business and they're making like six figures a year once they started teaching. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, and I've seen the progression and it was so exciting to me and it seemed like doable because I've watched so many artists do this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, I, I love to work from home. I have some, I have some health issues. I have fibromyalgia and it's difficult to work a regular 40 hour a week, you know, job. So um, I knew I wanted to work from home and I know I, of course, I would love to sell my art and make money that way, but that's a little more difficult. Um, so I decided to just try teaching online and see what would happen, you know? So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's, it's been super fun 
and um, way more fun than I thought it would be. Like I love every single aspect of it from coming up with the concept to figuring out the class lessons to recording it and even to editing the videos. Just, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so important. You have to love what you're doing in uh -huh. order to want to do it. And because, I mean, you, so you started teaching online without a studio job. Like you were not teaching watercolor locally and then decided okay. to do it online. You went straight from, I want to, to doing it in the online space. Yes. What was the length of time that you pondered this? <laughs> <laughs> I pondered it for years, probably three years before I, before I actually did it. And, um, I felt like, who am I to teach? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I've only been doing watercolor for a couple of years, you know, this one does it so much better than me, you know, who would want to learn from me and, you know, all that self doubt that we all go through. Totally. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I actually, what I did was I started <laughs> practicing filming myself and I, I'd say, okay, let's just practice, you know, cause I was way too nervous about it. I'm like, okay, well, nobody's going to see this. So I'm just going to start practicing. So, um, that's what I started doing. And then my friend wanted to see, know how I, I had done some, I do these little cute girl faces. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do like a, a recording for her and pretend I'm teaching a class, you know, mm -hmm. because she's my best friend and who cares if I mess up. Right. So I did that and I loved it <laughs> and it just felt really good to me. And I was like, okay, I definitely know that I want to do this. And after I practiced a few times, like I really needed that practice. I get super mm -hmm. nervous. Um, I don't really like to show myself online or even like speaking like this is, is out of my comfort zone. Um, but so anybody out there who's thinking about this and is nervous, do some practice sessions. It was super important for me and it was a huge step in getting me to go and actually do it. Yes, it is so, so helpful and relying and leaning on your friends and your network mm -hmm. because anybody who has ever started doing videos of themselves staring at a camera, talking into a microphone, mm -hmm. knows that that is just not natural. <laughs> really I mean, not. even live TV, I mean, think about live TV. There are so many people in that room where the live broadcast, like think of the news or something like that, or a talk show, there's a camera crew and there are other people that you can actually gain, get energy off of yeah. in that environment that you do not get when it's you, the camera and the microphone and That's your right. content. Mm -hmm. And so this is us giving you permission to know that it's okay to not feel comfortable with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just be excited about what you're, what you're teaching. Mm -hmm. that's key you really have to have to love it I mean I, trust me there's times I'm like oh my gosh I don't know if I can come up with another class or I feel like nervous all over again because it's been a few months or something mm -hmm. and then I'm like I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> <laughs> but then once I actually do it and get back into it I'm like oh my gosh yes I love this this is totally for me yeah. So tell us a little bit about the way you've structured your classes. Are they like single session? Are they taught live? Are they like, you know, how, how do you construct them? And are they, you know, on demand or specific schedules or things like that? Just like the logistics. 
Okay, well, um, in order to fit my uh, health needs, I don't do anything live because if I'm having a flare up that day, and then it just puts too much stress on me, and then I have to cancel, and I don't want to do that. So okay. everything I do is pre-recorded. It's um, pretty much self-paced. I am coming up with an idea for one that's going to be um, like a weekly, mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. probably be like a five-week class, and we're going to do it in real time. But all of my classes so far are just self-paced. Um, I do have, I just um, went live with the second month of a monthly watercolor class that I do called Watercolor Bliss. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's a good exercise because I have to come up with new content every single month, right? Right. So, um, yeah, so I um, just come up with my ideas. I kind of outline what I'm going to do and I just record it and I try to record and edit as I go Mm -hmm. because if I have like seven videos that I have to edit all at once it drives me crazy so so my process I've learned through last month's Mm -hmm. um, is do a video edit a video do another video edit another video um so yeah that's how that's how I go it's so important to find your cadence and there are no trial and error yes you're not going to know until you try Right. I mean, right? With, the, with this podcast, sometimes I will record four sessions in a matter of a day or two, mm-hmm. and I won't go back and do the editing for two or three weeks. Other times I will record a session and I will do the editing 20 minutes later. And it just depends mm-hmm. on the flow of whatever else is going on mm-hmm. and what what's important at that time. And I think that that's another thing is that you have this milestone that you have to hit every single month because you've got this content that that kind of helps you dictate how do I get this material created in the most efficient way so that I'm not overwhelmed so that I don't have to worry about any health concerns or in some other people's cases childcare or you know or parent or you know adults you know having to help their uh, grown parents or whatever it might be there's a lot of things that come up Especially when we are independent practitioners, we are working for ourselves on our own time. So we have to make the most of our time. I think that's a, that's a really important thing. So yeah. So your courses, once you've created a class or a course, it's up there and people are able to sign up for it at any time or yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. And I always do like an early bird launch and I have like sales to, you know, try to drive more sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I, let's see my membership, this is my first membership and mm-hmm. I'm, tomorrow I'm going to start filming for the third month, which will come out October 1st. Um, and I did like, it was $9.99 early bird and then it's regularly $14.99 a month you know, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And, and it's, it's tricky trying to price it cause it's a new thing and you don't really know, but you know, I've got like 30 people signed up so far. Um, I'm terrible at marketing. I will be right up front. Um, that's not my favorite part is the marketing part. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was on a really good roll for a bit and then I injured my back and, which is, <laughs> And then I had an allergic reaction to the medicine. So like speaking about like having to go around these, these issues that pop up when you have your own business, right? And there's right. nobody else there to help you. Um, so it was good that I actually had all my work done <laughs> for, the pre- for the next month. Thank goodness. Totally. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I like the fact that you have kind of figured out a pricing cadence as well. And the thing that's nice about it is that if you ever decide that you want to increase your prices, mm-hmm. it's up to you. You can say, okay, it was $9.99 a month or $9.95 a month. And, and then it went up to the, this price. Mm-hmm. And then you can use the price increase. You know, if you want to increase it at the end of the year, yeah. you can say, sign up through Christmas and you'll get this price because in January it's going up to this price. And so we have a lot of flexibility with our pricing. Mm -hmm. You also said that you're not very good at the marketing, but you started this business online and you have students, you have members, Mm -hmm. which means that you are not bad at marketing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is important for the listeners as well. Mm -hmm. We don't have to market to 5,000 people in order to meet our goals. Mm -hmm. We need to be marketing to the people who are best suited for our program at the time that we're doing it. And that may mean that you are doing your marketing for 100 or 200 people with a hope for 5 to 10%. Uh, conversion. Mm-hmm. you And that will hit your metrics. So we don't have to be out there doing everything for everyone. But I would like to know what you have done and what, what strategies okay. you are using yep. for the marketing, just because I think that a lot of the listeners are kind of right around where you are, maybe a couple steps earlier on in the process than you. And they, I think that they'll get inspired by just what you're doing and what's working. Okay. Um, well, email list is like number one. And I was somehow, thank you universe, invited to join the art bundle for good. I don't know if you've heard of that by John Bardos uh, last year. And it's this huge bundle. He's got like 30 different artists and we all contribute something for free. Mm-hmm. And then people can buy the whole package for like nine, $99, you know, okay. Um, but you know, usually something like that in order for them to get my free class, they join my email list. Uh-huh. So my email list went from a hundred to like 750. Okay. So cool. that was like such a huge, wonderful step for me. Mm-hmm. And so now I have this nice sized email list and they're who I market to. I mean, of course I put on Instagram about my classes, mm-hmm. um, but it's mostly through my email list and I have pretty good conversion rate with that too. Um, so I had, I've done a lot of freebies. I think that's important. I've got yep. like three, like in the very mini classes. Um, I just let, did another one just on color play and mark making. And like, so like 88 people have joined that, which is really great. And that's then wonderful. like three people have signed up for watercolor bliss through that, you know, right. cause it's like, cause then I mentioned, of course, like more activities like this are in my watercolor bliss. So it gives you an opportunity to kind of talk about what you're trying to, you know, offer people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my email list is huge. Um, and making sure you get your email out on the right day is huge too. (laughs) Tuesdays and Thursdays, people, (laughs) those are your best days, eight o'clock, one o'clock, 8 a.m., 1 p.m. and 5 p.m. That's like the the most recent research that I've done. Mm -hmm. And I do it like Thursdays at five o'clock and I'm finding like, that's working really well for me. 
That is so interesting because I have tested my emails and what I have found is that I'm also an afternoon. Like I, Mm -hmm. my, the open rate on my emails, if I send them at eight in the morning or nine in the morning are far lower. And this is on the West coast. I know you're on the Mm -hmm. East coast, but Mm -hmm. so if I'm sending around in the morning or midday, um, this morning or after, you know, at midday when it's Eastern or versus if I send it at four o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time, which is seven o'clock Eastern, my open rates are so much higher. And it just because of who my audience is, who is the listener, who is listening right now, you have time to open my emails after you are no longer in your create mode. Mm-hmm. So think about your audience. Think Mm -hmm. about the people that you want to bring in. Are they people who are, who work a full-time job? Are they people who work a night shift? Are they people who spend time caring for family on the weekends? Like who are they and when are they going to have time to open their emails? Because that's your first clue as to what time to actually send it. Yep, exactly. I mean, like five o'clock, they're done for work and or they're mm-hmm. on their way home from work or whatever. And they're just kind of scrolling through their emails. Right. And, you know, so, and I think too, like Thursdays is typically a payday. Oh too. yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you think about it that way, it's typically you get paid at the end of the week. So that's better for a sale. No, it's so true that we just have to, you know, find who they are and where they're at. I really mm-hmm. like that. Now you've got some standalone courses, like you mentioned. Yes, that I have three. Mm-hmm. You have three standalone courses. And then you also have the membership and mm-hmm. the Watercolor Bliss. Yeah. What drove you to say, okay, I want to do something more. I want to keep my students, you know, going through and being long-term members. Like what was the, uh, the switch that kind of flipped or was that always kind of one of your goals? It was definitely one of my goals. I wanted to try it out, see what it was like. Um, and it's some days I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do this? <laughs> you know, what did I get myself into? And then once I get through that barrier, I'm like, okay, this is pretty awesome. But it's, it's more for, uh, honestly, a steadier income, mm-hmm. you know, something that I can, because I'm a single woman, I live alone. Um, I'm on unemployment due to COVID. And my mm-hmm. unemployment's going to be running out soon. So it's also a matter of, okay, I got to figure out my finances here. You know, right. we have to talk, we have to talk money because that's what it's all about really. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's actually what started me doing classes a year ago. It was last summer. Um, I was, I was a VA. I was a virtual assistant and my one and only client um, unfortunately got cancer. And oh. so she had to stop working with me and um I could not find another client to save my life, you know, and I was trying not to go to work because of my fibro. And so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to make some classes and just try it. So it was like pure desperation, but mm-hmm. that can be such a good motivator too, yes. you know, cause it's like, you finally get your head down and, and it's almost like you have these blinders on. So, yes. and all those doubts just like kind of ricochet off of it because you're just so, so, so focused on what you have to do in the moment. Yes, Um, absolutely. Yeah. And I did three classes in three months. I recorded three separate classes. So I was like on, you know, um, and I tried to, to, um, I put them up on Skillshare. Okay. Um, 
Unless you're a top teacher or something like it, just the pay was not even enough to buy me groceries. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the pay was really low. So I was like, okay, I, I've got to do this on my website. So I started doing it on my own website. Okay. And uh, then recently for the membership and everything, I moved to Teachable. Okay. Which I love, love, love. It's awesome. Um, makes things so much easier. So I just put all my classes on there. And um, so all three of my standalone classes are there and my membership. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it really made the membership way easier than trying to do that on my own website. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, and now I'm thinking about what other, I want to do some more standalone classes because I really love doing those too, you know, so. Right. And I just want to offer as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that makes, that makes really good sense. And I love the fact that you tried something and it didn't work. So you mm -hmm. kind of went back and that's a giving, I mean, I just want, that just gives you, you gave yourself permission to not dig in your heels. Mm -hmm. You tried it. It didn't work. Right. You've pivoted. And I think that that's something that a lot of people get stuck in deciding to start somewhere. Like they get stuck before they actually put it up anywhere. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, and so they, they, they delay the onset and they don't have, know if it's going to be successful on whatever right. platform that you're putting it on. Whereas what you did is you said, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to try yeah. it. And then you said, well, this isn't bringing in the return that I want it to. Mm -hmm. And so then you made a pivot and pivoting it to your own website was the first next step. And mm -hmm. then when you said, okay, well, if I want to do this stuff more, I don't want to be dealing with keeping my website up to date. I want, don't want to be dealing with all the bits and pieces. I want to use a hosted platform. And you chose Teachable. I've talked about a lot of different platforms on the podcast because I am the techie. We know that. <laughs> yeah. And it's really a matter of finding one that works. And I love yeah. that. I mm -hmm. love the fact that you then found a solution that worked and you went with it and you're using it to the best of your abilities. You're using it to the best of its capabilities. And it doesn't matter if it's what one guru said or another guru said, or if you're following someone's advice, use whatever tool makes the most sense for you. Like that's, yeah. that's my takeaway is I'm always about making sure that we're not just putting our blinders on and following one person. We're putting our blinders on to create the best thing for us and for our students. So Definitely. like there, there are times to put blinders on, I guess is where I was kind of going with yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I did, um, I'm, I'm really happy though that I started out with Skillshare because at that time, that was before I was, I was part of the Art Bundle for Good. So my email list was like, I don't know, 30 people. So mm -hmm. I really had nobody to truly market it to. Cause even on Instagram, I don't have a lot of followers yet. I'm still working on that, but you know, I did market on Instagram. Of course I didn't do any ads or anything, but I was like, okay, I don't have enough people, you know, in that are following me. So right. how is this going to work on my website? So I'm going to try it on Skillshare. And I got students and that gave me the confidence to say, oh, people, are actually taking my classes and they're liking them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So that I, I'm, I'm still glad that I did that. I also did, um, Udemy mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I make a little bit more money off of that. I mean, the classes are still up there and I get like a little bit every month, but 
you know, like I said. Yeah. And that's <laughs> hey, every thing. little bit. Like I exactly. just got like, you know. Even that's something that's really, really interesting as well is that using some of these platforms like Skillshare and Udemy allow mm-hmm. you to be found in a way yes. that you would never have been found on Instagram or on your own website or your, you know, your Teachable or whatever product you're using because it's just, it's a different platform. The type of student that goes to Skillshare or Udemy is oftentimes a transactional student. They're not someone who's going to stick with you for the lifetime of every product that you create. But if you find, if you wow them, they're going to follow you. They're going to go off of that platform and see what else you're offering elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's one of those unique advantages of being on a course marketplace like that. Definitely. That's what I was thinking. It's, it's got the marketing, you know, already there. Uh, there's like millions of people who are on like Skillshare and like Udemy. So it's a huge audience, way big, bigger than mine was at the time. I mean, still is, of course, my <laughs> audience isn't that big, but you know, I have a pretty good size email list, I think. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's, help. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Um, if you were to give advice to someone who's listening right now, who is sitting there having maybe an idea for an online course, um, I know you said practice in front of, you know, but Definitely. what else, what else <laughs> would you suggest to get them started to say, you can do this. There is a place for your expertise mm-hmm. in the marketplace and online. What would Kima say? Oh goodness. I would say, just do it. Don't wait three years like I did, or maybe you have already waited three years. You're never going to know unless you actually do it. And really, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, the worst that can happen is nobody signs up, but nobody's going to sign up anyway if you don't put anything out there, right? You know, just maybe do some Instagram lives, you know, if you want to kind of test in the water and see if people are watching it or Facebook lives. Um, Definitely, like I said, the practice, like you were saying, (laughs) practice was key for me because I'm a chicken. But (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, just really go for it because it's such a rewarding thing to do to teach people, you know, what you're passionate about just Mm -hmm. feels really, it's, it's, it feels really, really good. It's very satisfying. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yes. Go do it. And if you have questions whatsoever, any kind of questions that you have as you're going through the process of trying to figure this out, if you are not in the expand online community on Facebook yet, please be sure to jump in there. I've got that linked up in the show notes. It's always just expandonlinecommunity.com. That is where we can figure this out together. And you guys know, I love having private conversations. I love having DMs just pop up in Instagram or on Facebook. And so feel free to contact me through any of those vehicles. And Kima, you have some beautiful work. You have definitely done a good job. You caught my attention on Instagram. I mean, we didn't know anybody, each other. I (laughs) I saw one post of yours on Instagram and I sent you a DM saying, I think I want to have you on the podcast. Can we have a conversation to see if it, if what I'm thinking makes sense, which Mm -hmm. it turned out it absolutely did. And I'm so (laughs) delighted to have had you here, but I want to make sure that everybody who is listening is able to see what you're up to. So if you could share Instagram, whatever links that you might have, Mm -hmm. um, I will definitely throw those into the show notes as well, but just if you could share them in your voice. 
Sure. Um, my Instagram is, um, it's Kimma, K-I-M-M-A dot Smith dot art. Uh, my website is kimmasmithart.com. Um, and you will be able to see all my classes if you go to either my website or the link in my bio on Instagram. Perfect. Nice and easy. I mm -hmm. love that. Kimma, thank you so much for coming on the Expand Online podcast today. I know this conversation is going to get somebody saying, yes, it's my turn. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was fun.